Welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Thursday, July 8th, 2021. And hopefully your day is off to a good start so far because here in the Carolinas, Elsa has visited us. Yeah, she's not letting it go. She is dumping rain here uh, in uh, in the Charlotte area. Now, hey, you know, I don't know. Is she a hurricane, tropical storm? I don't know. But either way, it's going to be bringing one to two inches of rain here, uh, you know, in our area here till around noon or one o'clock, too. So it's not going to be too bad. Although I think later this afternoon, we are going to be getting some thunderstorms that are kind of have been spun up uh, by this uh, by the storm. But, uh, you know, hopefully if you're on the East Coast, you're going to be safe. And if, even if you're in the Florida area, hopefully, uh, you know, you weren't hit too hard uh, with the rain. But, you know, since we've lived here in the Carolinas, I mean, we do get hurricanes every so often. And uh, I'm trying to think. It was probably tw- it was when Spider-Man came out, which I guess what was that, 2018? That was the first, like, real big one that we had here where, I mean, it literally rained all weekend long. And uh, it was to the point where at one moment on, like, a Sunday, I think I worked again on Monday, but on Sunday afternoon... There was physically no way for me to have been able to get to work for Monday. Like every road was flooded and closed around us. Although by the time I woke up on Monday, the rain had stopped, water had receded, and I was able to get to work. Um, but uh, here, you know, it doesn't seem like. I think the last big hurricane was Hugo. I think which was um, kind of in the late '90s or, or late '80s or early '90s, late '80s. Maybe that was. Um, because we always hear people talk about that here. I mean, that's even why, like, the Carolina Hurricanes are, like, name the Hurricanes. Um, but, uh, you know, we haven't really had the damage, damaging hurricanes here since we've lived here. But we definitely get a lot of rain, and it just floods everything. So, hopefully this storm, you know, I think they're saying one to two inches is going to drop here for us. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a pain, man, having the puppy and having to bring the dog out. You know, it's like you got to go out with the umbrella. And he, you know, he looked like this morning we get up every morning. You know, I take him out before I come record the podcast. And I open the door and we walk out. And he just kind of looked around and was just like, nope. And just like <laughs> walked right back in. I'm like, no, come on. I pop the umbrella up. I'm like, let's go. The wind is whipping outside. I'm like, oh, God, like this is ridiculous. But he, he went quick. Like, OK, you know, he didn't want to be outside. So it's going to be a fun morning, I think, as we uh, try to traverse that. And hopefully he won't. Uh, have any accidents because now that he knows it's raining outside he's probably not going to want to go out there so Uh, but guys we got some fun things to talk about here on the show today uh you know over the past couple days we had some pretty big announcements here obviously we did our loki spoiler cast yesterday uh tomorrow will be of course bad batch friday but i do want to real quick here at the top of the show usual little housekeeping here obviously follow me on twitter at mark turk m-a-r-k-t-u-r-c you can always email the show the enthuslife at gmail.com but tonight tonight as of this recording so here on thursday july 8th uh, I'm going to be live as a special guest on the Destiny Show podcast. So if you uh, want to hear me talk about some more Destiny, uh, check out that podcast here later tonight. And I know they do have their podcast feed. It's available on all platforms. Um, but that show, it's called the Destiny Show podcast. They invited me on. They're celebrating their 75th episode. And, uh, you know, they're they're pulling out the old man, the old uh, Destiny player, one of the OGs in, in myself. And uh, we're just going to be, I think, just kind of like it was the last appearance I did on that Last Word podcast where we just kind of reminisced about uh, you know, about, uh, destiny and Bungie and how I got into podcasting, all that good stuff. Um, so if you're interested in that, tune into that and I'll, I'll, uh, mention it and put the link to the uh, podcast. Once it's up, you guys will be able to see that here in a couple of days here on the podcast feed. I'm, I'm not sure when the show actually goes up, if they put it up tomorrow or Saturday. Um, but, uh, probably Monday I'll put that link in there. So if you do want to see that, uh, you can tune into that, but let's jump into it here today, guys. Um, big thing, you know, we were all waiting for this new Nintendo Switch. Well, guess what? Nintendo has announced it, guys. The new Nintendo Switch is on the way, and it's not, I think, what people thought it was going to be. It is a uh, new Nintendo Switch. It's got an OLED screen, so kind of like what the 
um, you know, PlayStation Vita had years ago. Um, it does not output in 4K. It's got a uh, 0.8 inch bigger screen. So that's cool, right? A little bit of a bigger screen. Uh, because it's OLED, the blacks are going to be a little bit brighter, a little bit deeper, a little more contrast there. Uh, it features what they are calling enhanced audio. Take that for what it is, uh, which is probably like how like the iPhones, I think even, even mobile phones have that kind of enhanced audio, as well as, get this, an improved kickstand, my friends. So if you don't like the kickstand, that little flimsy piece of plastic, Nintendo listened, and now you have that better kickstand. And the uh, TV uh, dock now has a LAN. You can dock a LAN cord into it, put it in, so you can play your, your uh, online games on your Switch without having to buy that LAN adapter. And uh, it also has 64 gigs of memory. So uh, I think the old one had 32, so they're doubling the memory. And what, what is all that going to cost you? An extra 50 bucks. So if you want the original Switch, still 300 bones. If you want this new one, $350. Um, it's coming out October 8th. So if you want to play the new Metroid on this, look. I, I, and obviously, you can kind of tell from my tone here. I'm a little, I'm a little put off. I, I don't know. Like, part of me wants this thing regardless and that's the nintendo fan in me right this thing regardless is going to sell like crazy i mean nintendo would put out colored ds's colored game game cubes all that stuff people buy them anyways like it's just nintendo being a nintendo um fan isn't just about like playing the games it's also about collecting their products and so this is something that yep put it out boom people are going to buy it now for me the only reason really that i would need to buy this and we were talking about this in the Discord, is really more the battery life. Like, I still have a launch switch, and that switch hand in handheld mode dies rather quickly. So having a new switch, like, believe me, it's even crossed my mind of just straight up buying a new switch to have that. But then when I think about it, I don't really, well, number one, I don't even play my switch that much anymore at all. Um, but when, when there are times that I do, I don't play it in handheld mode, I think, as much as that, that the battery would, that spending the extra money for the battery would really be justified. Like, you know, now when Metroid comes out, I'll probably be playing in handheld mode a lot. But when I think about what those times would be, maybe lunch breaks at work now. We don't take the lunch breaks like we used to years ago when the Switch first came out. Uh, we actually only do 30 minutes now. So it's like, it's literally just me just eating my lunch, watching YouTube or something, and then going right back to work. It's not like I have the time to sit there and really play. Um, or it probably, Metroid will be sitting on the couch, you know, watching TV at night until I get through it. Um, so in that case, yeah, but then do I need six hours of battery life or eight hours, whatever this thing is going to be? No, I can dock it and pick it up and it's going to be good to go for at least an hour, hour and a half. I'm sure that's probably more than what I would be playing anyways at night after working all day and doing that. So it's like, I don't, I don't need it. And, you know, I think a lot of people were really looking forward to what everybody was dubbing the switch pro right with 4k resolution i mean this thing can't even run breath of the wilds in 60 fps like it, and you know th these games aren't running at 60 frames yet and and it's because there's no hardware they said there's no performance boost there actually is no battery boost i just i'm talking about the battery from my standpoint from where my current switch is um i don't know you know this is just nintendo being nintendo releasing something that they know we'll sell. It's going to sell out. I mean, I think the pre-orders are already up. The priority sold out. I, I honestly didn't even look at it because I'm like, you know what? I just, I don't need it. 
Um, I really was hoping to get more of that performance boost, and then I think I would have been spending. But, you know, hey, I saw the meme running around, and it's so true. <clears throat> Thanks, Nintendo. Now I don't need to buy a new console. Thank you. Like, I'm, I'm glad you did that. Like, we're good. Now, that's not to say next year with Breath of the Wild 2, maybe they will put out that Switch Pro and give you kind of that, like, you know, 3DS XL little boost, or, or new 3DS, I'm sorry, style boost that we had with that. And, I mean, just looking at how Microsoft and Sony did that with, you know, the Xbox One X and the, the PS4 Pro, like, people will pay that, Nintendo. But, you know, Nintendo knows, well, we'll get them this time, and then we'll get, get them next year, too, maybe, if they even bother doing it. Like, maybe they won't. Maybe this is it. Maybe they, they don't feel they need to go to that level because the the console is handheld you know maybe they don't want to have to because if you think about it like if you make a a 4k super mario right you almost have to have not necessarily two versions of that game but you you almost do you have the four the one with 4k resolution running on the tv docked and then when it pops out you have to have that other version of the game that's not in 4k then suddenly running on that smaller screen so maybe nintendo just looked at it and said you know what it's not worth it we already have such a big install base with the regular Switch. Why bother? And that's always kind of been Nintendo's ideas. Like their install base is huge when it comes to uh, consoles. So like that's why they've always kind of been behind because it's like <clears throat> why spend that extra money in development or even just straight up in parts and and making games for more powerful consoles when we have so many of our old consoles out there and our games and consoles still sell well. They're still reviewed well. You know, the quality of the games never really dip. They're still just as good. You know, every Mario game that comes out is great. Every Zelda game that comes out is great. Like, yeah, I know there's a couple we can point to and say, no, they're not. But um, you know what I mean? Like, they're still classics always in their own right and just putting out fun games. And in the end, that's really all that matters. This is just a machine to be that vehicle for fun games and Nintendo continues to do that. So I don't know. It's interesting, but, uh, you know, not exactly the path. I think people were expecting them to take, uh, some other big video game news that kind of came out yesterday. This, there was a post over on, uh, was it over on Bloomberg. Um, I think it was Jason Schreier that did the article. Um, he had uh, written an article that there was going to be an Assassin's Creed series that is going to be a live service game, that the next entry into Assassin's Creed was going to be a live service game. And uh, the internal code name was Assassin's Creed Infinity. And it was essentially going to be a collaborative effort between multiple studios, so like Ubisoft's Montreal and the Quebec studios. And shortly thereafter, Ubisoft came out and and did actually acknowledge it and said, uh, this is their quote, "Uh, rather than continuing to pass the baton from game to game, we, we profoundly believe this is an opportunity for one of Ubisoft's most beloved franchises to evolve in a more integrated and collaborative manager or manage or manner. And, uh, you know, essentially they in there did not say that it would be a live service game. Uh, because obviously these games have always been like kind of you know uh, single player experiences, but according to the Ubisoft employee that was spoken to, um, they did say that it will comprise different but interconnected games, uh, with Ubisoft adding more games from different settings over the life of the service. Now Ubisoft again did not confirm this. Um, however, you know I think that is kind of where all the signs are pointing towards, and even with what they've done so far with, um, uh, you know the last couple games, you know they have vendors that come in every once in a while like you know that are only available for a certain amount of time selling certain armor there are certain events that they've been doing so they've been testing that kind of within the single player game now in my head i was trying to think like what would i want this game to be would i want it to be like a destiny or something you know what i i almost would um and here is my idea for what i think now with the multiplayer side that i don't know like i, th- I would still love to kind of have these bigger epic uh rpg style experiences but here's what i think they could do that would be great 
the whole idea of Assassin's Creed, if you're not familiar with it, is the idea of the animus, right? It's, it's people in the real world. Uh, and I mean, the original stories were the, the uh, Assassins and the Templars fighting and battling it out. And the Assassins were normal, everyday people like you or I that would go into this machine called the Animus and it would bring them back in time, essentially, kind of through their, just through their minds. And they would relive these experiences of their ancestors. And so if they make a game and that platform is literally the present day, kind of like what they do with like, you know, Watch Dogs or any of those. I mean, hell, even connect it to one of those, right? I mean, people have been saying that for years. Like Watch Dogs is just future Assassin's Creed and somewhere they're going to connect. Maybe we're there. Maybe you create your character and then you have a, like in Destiny, like the quote unquote tower, the social space. You go there, there, you can meet up with your friends. Everybody's there. But then you go into the Animus and you go to these other locations and then they could put out what are essentially expansions every year. And those expansions are trips to the Animus. So they can, and they can even bring back locations they've already done. And you're going there and, you know, maybe there is kind of one solid through line story through everything but then also when you go like when these big new expansions come out you go there and it's a full 30 40 50 hour rpg that's there but then there are missions that can come up through there and hell even make them multiplayers you know suddenly okay we're going to go on this mission and we're going back to uh you know ancient egypt or we're going to uh greece you know you're going to all these different locations with your buddies running on these missions that would be super cool and they could you know the sky's the limit at that point because then they can not only do the locations we've gone to so far, they can bring back in some of the previous locations we've been to, like Italy, you know, all those places. Um, and uh, I, I think that would be awesome. Like, I would be totally down for an Assassin's Creed game like that. But then, of course, you go back to the real world and you're back, you know, kind of doing your thing there. And that's kind of your, your home base. And you're, you know, maybe you get a little, uh, literally a base that you're building up and, and all that Um I think that would be awesome. And, I, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if that's the way they're doing it. I mean, it's there, right? The, the story is already built pretty much for it. Um, they just need to tie it all together. And that, that piece that ties it together is that, the you know, kind of real world, current day, and with the Animus. I mean, that's what kind of ties it all together right now. So uh, as far as we know, according, I think, to that article, it was like it's years away. So we still got time. And, and I don't see Valhalla at all being stopped anytime soon i mean they already talked about year two of valhalla you know we have one other big expansion plus then there's more coming and again i think that this uh, valhalla is kind of like that that uh, testing ground for them uh, to kind of be a platform to um, just test some of these things out that they have ideas for for assassin's creed infinity count me in man i am down for that uh all right finally today here i do want to just mention if you haven't watched this yet i mean obviously if you listen to the show you're probably watching loki on disney plus but there was a uh, new Simpsons short. This is the third short, I think, made specifically for Disney+. Plus. Uh, put up, and it's called uh, The Good, The Bart, and The Loki. If you haven't seen this yet, it's about, I think, six minutes total with credits, but it's actually even shorter than that. And um, essentially, Loki gets cast out of Asgard and sent down to Springfield. And uh, I'm going to leave it at that, but there's some awesome little cameos. I mean, some of the Simpsons characters kind of becoming the Springfield Avengers, as they call themselves. It's great. There's end credit scenes. So even when it pops up on the screen saying uh, skip credits, don't do that. Because it's funny. Like they actually put that up there and then whoop, it goes away and shows you an end credit scene and that goes away. And then it comes back up for another uh, credits. Don't do not do it. It's it's great. It's fun. Um, there, I actually was reading an interview with uh, Al Jean over on uh, IGN about kind of just creating this. 
and how much fun it is. And actually, Tom Hiddleston actually does the voice of Loki. So uh, you hear him in that as well. So he finally has become a Simpsons character. And uh, he, he was Simpson, Simpsonified, if you want to say, on the show, which was uh, super awesome. So go check that out over on Disney+. Plus. Well, guys, that's going to do it for me today. Uh, tomorrow, of course, we're going to be doing Bad Batch Friday. Uh, we have only one more episode of Loki, Bad Batch. We have, what, six or five, I think, left uh, on that. And then and then where are we going from there? Are we going to, uh, I guess, What If, maybe? It will be the next um, Marvel show we'll be jumping into. Uh, but we'll see. But uh, hopefully you have a good weekend. Actually, a little update on my Warhammer. I did receive my paints. So I got my paints now. I think Monday is when the, the kit is supposed to get here with all my, my models. So we'll see how that goes. I, I appreciate people reaching out to me, too. I, when I, I put a tweet up and kind of put in the podcast, out, a lot of people reaching out to me saying, like, finally, we have, you know, you're getting into Warhammer. So we'll see where that goes. I actually discovered after I had ordered all that, there's something called Star Wars Legion, which is basically like tabletop Star Wars with all the little figures, so we'll see. And yesterday, we were going pretty deep, our uh, gaming group. Uh, we've I've been talking about, we've been running some D&D. Um, we found HeroForge.com, where you can actually create your character as a miniature. And uh, ooh, my uh, hand was over that buy button multiple times yesterday of either buying the unpainted figure, or you can just buy the figures painted, or... The other thing I think what we're actually going to, why we were kind of using it was uh, we're thinking, I think of using Tabletop Simulator and you can get a digital version of your character. And uh, it's awesome to see those characters kind of come to life. But at some point, I'm probably going to order my character. And uh, But I'm going to do, I want to do some painting with the Warhammer first. And then um, I may order kind of unpainted and then, you know, t- t- take the uh, the pride of painting my character. Although it'll probably come out terrible because I'll be painting a face and not a helmet like a Warhammer uh, space birdie. <laughs> but we'll see how that goes. No, I mean, screw that. I'll probably just be ordering him colored. But uh, we'll see. Well, that's going to do it for me today, guys. Uh, of course, you know, hit me on Twitter. Send us an email to the show. I love hearing from you guys. And uh, we will be back tomorrow. So have a great rest of your day. And until then, we'll catch you next time.